Hello folks and welcome to the Knickknack Podcast, Season 13, Episode 13, Nothing But the Worst. And uh, I am just going to try and process some things today um, because it is that time. Um, so grab your favorite beverage, grab your favorite tobacco product if you so indulge, and we'll get started. on my mind is impeachment. Um, it happened, and, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not going to say it's a good thing or a bad thing, it's a thing. Um, I feel, I feel very frustrated because I know, and I think everybody knows, that the Senate is not going to vote to remove and so the um, House patching, passing articles of impeachment simply means that, you know, this is the most we can do to uh, express our disapproval. And it's kind of, it's frustrating because it's like, well... Given the circumstances, given the situation we're in, given everything that is, shouldn't we be able to do more than just impeach? And we, the reality of the situation is we can't. Um, and that's awful. That's terrible. That's, it, it disgusts me. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm trying to hold out hope um, for, um, you know, for the next election cycle and for whatever that might hold. Um, there are some people that um, would think me naive for continuing to cling to hope that an election cycle will actually yield a desirable result, and they're probably right. Um, you know, they're, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, naturally, um, I would want somebody left of Bernie Sanders, uh, to be a presidential candidate. I'll settle for Bernie Sanders if I'm given that option. Uh, I even went so far as to request a Democratic uh, ballot, um, but I'm not hopeful, I guess is the best way to say that, and, uh, given the results of the British election recently, um, I think that is a strong indicator that the 2020 election will go to Trump, um, Assuming a miracle doesn't happen and he isn't removed from office, I think he'll win the 2020 election. Um, 
so it's hard for me to sit here and to be hopeful and to be optimistic and to think that anything that I can do or that I can say or I can think of might change world circumstances in any measure whatsoever. Um, that's not to say that I don't think it isn't worth the effort. It's almost always worth the effort, but it's a very frustrating place to be in the world right now for me. Um, and I'm thinking it's a frustrating place for, uh, many people in the world to be right now that are in situations similar to mine. Um, as you'll know, uh, if you've been following the podcast recently, uh, I did get a job. Uh, it is an extremely part-time job, um, and I do have to report my wages to Social Security since I get disability payments. Um, the income I get is go- uh, from my job is going to be deducted from the amount I would get paid in benefits, um, and I don't know if the math is going to shake out or not. Um, I especially don't know if the math is going to shake out or not because um, ho- foolishly optimistic a person that I was back in 2010, I think it was, uh, I sold my car thinking I would be uh, moving to a city and I wouldn't need a car. Um, the whole moving to a city thing didn't work out, and so I still don't have a car. Um, and in the reality of the current world that we live in, the way our world is engineered and structured and designed, is you need a car to be able to do things. Um, and without a car, I am stuck, uh, relying on a patchy bus system, which betrayed me already, um, and, uh, you know, when the bus isn't there, there's lift, and, you know, theoretically I could ride my bike to and from work, except that it's dark. Uh, when I come home from work, uh, it, I don't like weather conditions, and let's face it, I'm lazy. So, as a result of my laziness, um, and I'll call, you know, that's me calling it what it is, um, I am reliant on lift to get me home. Or occasionally a ride from a coworker if I'm so lucky. Um, but that eats into my paycheck as well. So, you know, I'm, I don't know, I'm circling the drain of society as I've been for a long, long time. Um, and it's taking a lot to adjust to the concept of work, to adjust to the, the the things that go along with that, the sacrifices you have to make, the, um, you know, the sort of quelling of the resistance and the need to just shut up and capitulate. Um, and I, I don't handle that very well. Uh, I never have, never will. Um, I'm also inherently lazy. Um, I just don't like work, period. You know, it doesn't... I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy... I enjoy the nature of the work that I am doing more than I've enjoyed the nature of most of the work that I've done in the past. I think this is probably a better fit than most of the jobs that I've tried to have in the past. Um, but... 
nonetheless, um, you know, the concept of having to go somewhere, the concept of having to do something, um, I just, I rebel, and I rebel, and I rebel, and it's, it's pointless, um, and maybe that's the, you know, maybe that ties into the political thing, it's like, well, you can say the system is fucked all you like, um, you can rebel against the system, but the reality is, the reality, and it's useless to resist, um, maybe that is the message, maybe that is something I need to think about and take to heart, I don't know, um, I, I feel like I'm in a position where I have a lot of wrong answers. Um, and of course, a collection of wrong answers doesn't, by process elimination, lead to the right answer. Um, but I would hope that it would help me get closer to the right answer. Um, but, going back to you know, the studies of the humanities and all this other stuff that I've been talking about the last few episodes. Um, you know, life is inherently heuristic, and there may not be a right answer. Um, I don't know. Um, I've also been struggling with feeling pretty lonely lately. Um, you know, I have the cat, and... I love Angela very dearly, my cat Angela, um, but when I come home, I am lonely, and I am burnt out, and I am tired, and I just want somebody to hold me, and there's nobody to hold me, um, that's like a very harsh reality, harsh reality, and, you know, I don't, I'm not subject to other people's reality, I don't know what other people have, I don't know the details of it, but, you know, co-workers will talk about their their significant others or their kids or, you know, the things that they have going on at home. And I'm thinking to myself, well, when I get home, I feed the cat, I turn on flight sim, and that's my day. Um, and it's pretty hollow and it's pretty empty and it feels pretty meaningless. So, the, you know, the, the, the information I'm seeing right now is political resistance seems futile, isn't futile, but seems futile, um, uh, what would you call that, occupational resistance seems futile, maybe? Um, we'll go with that for now, because I can't think of a better way to phrase that. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. I, this is my brain talking. This is the way my brain understands and sees and processes the world. My brain says, alright, other people do things way X. I'm doing things way Y. What elements of way X can I comport? Can, uh, can I um, incorporate into way Y? Because way X seems pretty good, except I don't want to do way X because 
you know, I in my case, like, I, I don't want kids. I really, really don't. Uh, I would love to have somebody, a significant other, to come home to, to share things with, to experience life with, but I know for a fact that I do not want to have kids um, and procreate and um, continue to propagate the species. I know I don't want to do that. Um, but the loneliness, the loneliness is hard to combat. And let's just face it, on an in instinctual level, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm swimming upstream, you know, the, the forces of nature want me to procreate, and I'm fighting the instinctual forces of nature to procreate, procreate as best I can, and, you know, I've, 35 years and 3 months without procreating, I'm very happy about that, but, um, I don't know, it's, it's a difficult thing, it, it really is, and, um, there was something else on my mind, and it just went away just like that, um, in addition, let's see, being lonely, political futility, uh, occupational challenges, um, I lost it. Alright, well, um, oh yes, I know what it was. Infiltration, um, safety in social groups, um, that's come up, um, I have been asking myself lately, when it comes to feeling lonely, am I isolating or am I isolated? In other words, am I, am I being cut off from the world or is, or am I cutting myself off the world, off from the world? And my psychologist thinks that it's a little bit of both. Um, and if it is, um, I, I feel like I have a fair amount of reasons to be isolating myself. Um, I, I'm trying to kind of fight those and, and go against it and be as social as I can, but I, I you know, I, I have my reasons for isolating um, and the primary reason right now is I feel like, well, here's the ironic thing. I was independent in my political ideology and an island of, unto myself in so many ways for a long time. Um, and then through the Peace and Justice Center... Um, and working at KZFR, I got some good connections to people of like-minded political ideal ideology. Um, and I felt for a while that I had found a safe space to be who I was and express my political views for a little while. Um, and then... The same person that exposed me to these groups 
it suddenly became apparent that they had nefarious intentions. And they were, in fact, manipulating me, and they were, um, you know, giving me connections to safe spaces, but then infiltrating those safe spaces so that, you know, I no longer feel comfortable going to a DSA meeting. Uh, I feel like my space has been violated and infiltrated, and it's no longer safe. Um, and that's not cool. That's really not cool. Um, so, you know, so, you know, on the one hand, I've got the safe, the spaces that I think are safe, that I think are good, are not safe. Um, this is true on a family level, too. Um, you know, I was talking about validation and the importance, importance of being seen and heard, um, and I came to two realizations with that. One, I'm not as good as it, at it as I think I am. I make more mistakes and fall into instinctuality more often than I should. Um, case in point, um, you know, somebody was, in my life was looking to be heard and, um, my instinctual reaction without thinking about it was to try and encourage and try and, you know, help them that way. But, you know, what they wanted was to be heard and seen, and I wasn't doing that, and I failed. Um, and that makes me wonder, okay, you know, and in my job, how, how well am I doing that? How well am I seeing and hearing people? You know, am I falling into the same traps in my personal life as I am in my professional life? I, I worry about that. But, um, and, and, you know, in, from my perspective about being heard, you know, I'm looking for safe spaces to be heard, to be seen, to be acknowledged, to be validated for who I am. Um, and changing pronouns is, uh, you know, using they, them pronouns is stigmatizing. It, um, it symbolizes for me the fact that I'm confused and the fact that I don't know where I'm going. Um... And that's a very vulnerable, very icky feeling. Um, but I'd like to be acknowledged on some level for the fact that I'm feeling that way. Um, and in recent family events, I've felt anything but acknowledged and validated. In fact, I've felt insulted and dismissed. Um, so... The bottom line for me right now is my socialism circle isn't safe. My family circle isn't safe. I must be isolating because I don't feel those places are safe. Um, I'm isolated because I don't have a car. And 
what the fuck is left? I, I don't, you know, this is again where, you know, I want there to be a formulaic logical answer, some logical means to solving these problems, um, and I, 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 I don't have it. Um, all I have is uh, this vehicle on which to process things, and I'm thankful for that. I'm grateful for that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Um, but I'm just gonna keep on struggling because I'm just gonna do it. Um, and, you know, I want to hope that romantically I'll figure it out, that socially I'll figure it out, that occupationally I'll figure it out, that politically I'll figure it out, um, but it's a tough battle right now, um, and it's a very lonely battle right now, and, um, you know, I, back in college, um, one of my coping skills, and this was a relatively good coping skill, uh, was to, this was around the time when the iPod was first coming out. Uh, I got a playlist together, uh, that I started working on, um, at, shortly after graduating from high school, and... I use that playlist to kind of program and guide my thoughts and emotions. Uh, and one of the critical songs on that playlist was Green Day's Holiday Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Um, and right now, the the image of walking alone um, on a darkened city street um, is very is very with where I'm at right now, um, so, I'm walking down the road, um, and it's lonely, and it sucks, but I'm gonna keep walking, um, because my shadow's heart's the only thing that's beating, or something like that, anyway, uh, I think I'm gonna wrap it up, uh, hopefully this was okay to listen to, um, I don't think it was that cohesive, but, uh, it never is, it's just a way for me to process things, so that's what I've done here. So, um, I hope your world is going better than mine. Uh, I hope you have a good holiday season. Um, I shall endeavor to limit my exposure to unsafe spaces over the holidays, um, and endeavor to cope with occupational challenges as best I can. Till next time, stay safe, stay sane. Happy railroading. Happy landing.